Welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm interviewing Natalia and we're going to talk about how women can empower women. And we've met at a social gathering, uh, one of few this year in Zurich. And somehow our, our sort of personalities just clicked and we had some really interesting discussions over coffee and dinners and so I'm really excited to um, be able to talk to you today about, about the topic of, of women and how we can support each other and sort of inspire each other and really encourage each other to strive to, to become more, more sort of stronger than we, we would be just ourselves. So yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about your work and who you are and yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, dear Simona, for this introduction. I, am, I can just uh, return the words. I'm very delighted to have met you at this uh, rare event in Corona times uh, here in lovely Zurich during the summertime. And indeed, now there is so much topic and so many fruitful conversations which we have, which are already empowering in every single way uh, and, and give so much fodder and energy for the thoughts. but. So a little bit to my person, I am myself born and raised in Russia, St. Petersburg. I moved to, to Germany with my mother, so I am um, a single child of a single mother with a single grandmother. So a long family tradition of uh, single women. Uh, well, can be, of course, uh, is a, this might be a whole other topic, but uh, in principle, I have seen women uh, going their own paths mm -hmm. in, the, in the lives. That's and wonderful. Then, um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's maybe more typical for Russia, but uh, there are also situations here and certainly there is something to take away from there, mm. being a woman. And then I uh, lived and studied in Germany. I studied mechanical engineering and then had my focus in uh, nuclear science or in energy engineering and then nuclear science. And ever since I am working in this environment, and I must say when I graduated, we were, I think, five girls and 200 guys. <laughs> so uh, it started early, my exposure to this uh, men's world, which, yes. we, which we live in, mm -hmm. and especially among engineering science. And wherever I traveled in the world and uh, I would be introducing myself and then get a chance to chat with people. People would always ask me like, oh, 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 so uh, you have, uh, you must have then female engineers in Germany. Like, is it a common thing there to study, mm -hmm. uh, to study engineering for women? And I was like, yeah, no, not so much. And then again, I gave the numbers and then like, oh yeah, okay. And then it's the same like here. So it seems to be a phenomenon worldwide. And um, in my area of work, at least there is a very nice organization women in nuclear who has this mission to promote among girls to study engineering science and cool. nuclear engineering science and now i must say the i just learned uh, in the last couple that for the time here at the eth of zurich where there is a nuclear engineering um, course here a very nice and very successful one for the first time ever there are more women 
Really? Oh, that's exciting. See, even in Switzerland, that's it. That's actually makes me really happy to hear. Are you in, in one way or the other involved in this course or to, to maybe give a guest lecture or something? Yeah, I'm not involved directly. I know the professor who was doing it and now also he is uh, retiring, Professor Prasad. And uh, he was the head of, of this particular department. Mm -hmm. And now it's a woman taking over this department. That's wonderful. So wow. We'll see. Nice. We are, we are infiltrating the energy sector slowly but steadily. Slowly but, but steadily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what actually I'm very curious about is like this, and we've talked about this before, how we can use the female power um, of being different in a male's world. And myself being a researcher in medical science, I'm also surrounded by a lot of men. And especially when you go up further up in your academic career, it's more and more men and less and less women so um yeah i'm curious how you do how you use your your feminine side or your your yeah being a woman in a in a man's world for your advantage well i'm doing it uh, in the coco chanel way uh, she was a very, very progressive smart and extremely stylish lady Yes. And uh, she knew how to navigate this man's world already 100 years ago. And in that context, she said that a strong woman is not the one who tries to blur the difference between women and men. A strong woman will highlight it. And nice. the first time I really, I was really actively thinking about it and, and considering, you know, how do I see myself in this man's world, which I will be working in was when I was a student. And um, it all started with a little booklet, which was distributed by the German Association of Engineers, where they were like among some, I don't know, tables with mechanical properties of screws. There were also some advices for how to be an engineer. And there was one little page or one little statement, even maybe half a page for women who are engineers, because uh, it was about the dress code and for the guys, it was mm -hmm. standard, like wear a suit, blah, blah, blah. And for women, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, the message, and I think even the road in the end, the message, do not, like, do not wear things which could threat or intimidate men. So <laughs> only dark colors, <laughs> the heel should be not higher than three centimeters. Seriously. And, yeah. Like, really, really things like that. I should have, back then we didn't have smartphones, I didn't take the photo, but nowadays I would, because it was My so gosh. crazy. And, you know, when I was reading this, I was standing there in my high heels, wearing probably some pink dress in the summer, and, and I couldn't believe it. And so I started to think like, yeah, when I will be becoming a professional, do I want to be a professional like that? And then I said, I told to myself, no. And if this is the association, how people would see me as an engineer, then I don't want when people will be looking at me that they will say, oh, you must be an engineer. Right. Mm. I said, then the day when this will happen, I will quit my job because this has nothing to do, this shouldn't have anything to do with my gender. And, and in the first line, I'm a woman and then I'm yeah. an engineer. I think and this is that, very interesting because I remember being at a conference in New York 
um, the, one of the world's biggest conferences in psychiatry. And I went there wearing like a pencil skirt and some and and whatever top I don't remember. But I, I used to run in the sun. So my my um, tights were visible. So you could see the tan line below my 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 skirt. And this this older guy, he was uh, some 60-year-old psychiatrist commented on my, my legs like, oh, you must be a runner. And I felt kind of offended that, that I was like, you know, reduced to being just, just this like, yeah, runner slash female, whatever, and not being seen for, for who I am as a, as a professional and actually presenting at this conference. So I, I'm still like, I still remember this, this scene and I'm sort of, yeah, sometimes having a hard time to actually use that feminine side, like the Coco Chanel. I love it. It's such a good quote. I will have to put, burn that into my brain, but, um, yeah, so I, it was very refreshing to hear like how you, you saw this situation differently. Yeah. We're all being exposed to this because the ruler for many, many, many things in the world, the, the system by which things are measured are created by men, for men, looking for male values. And this is how you're being good, successful, or poor, or a loser. So um, there is also a nice saying, uh, a fish uh, which will be made to climb the tree will look like a fool. And uh, so, yeah, for us women, if we try to copy this, you know, work according to this male rules and standards, which we have, indeed, it might just end up very sick. True. So when working in this male environment, if you try to be a man by not having male set up of mind and brain and, and, you know, empathy and so on and so on, Indeed, we might uh, not do ourselves a favor. We should really take advantage of our female uh, abilities, which, you know, this is, I think, quite a known fact that we're different than men. Yeah. We have our strengths. Right. They might be different Mm -hmm. than the male strengths, but they're just as necessary to keep the balance in the team, in the, the way how we work, how we collaborate, how we research information, how we present information and all that. So we, there must be space and there must be acceptance for the fact that we women are just different than men and both elements are needed, the famous yin and yang. And right. uh, for you being in the medical field, um, maybe you, you came across that. I sometimes read and there was this big topic about the female heart attack that even for such essential things yes. for a very long time, there were only the symptoms of a male heart attack known. Absolutely. Uh, still still a problem. problem. Yeah, still a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's such a good uh, example. I I think also what you just said about the the way um, it both are needed and also this idea of like, we don't need to become the same. Like, why do we strive in gender equality constantly to make both sexes equal or both genders equal to to sort of create this like feminized man and masculinized woman it's 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 maybe not the way to go 
rather look at the benefits of of both and how they can sort of support each other rather than than trying to make them the same yeah i mean this is what uh, what you need is is the mix of both and this is mm. many things in the nature like this there are always two parts of something and even going back to my field of nuclear physics and uh, all regards to that for something to be created in the universe out there for something new to appear it always takes two particles and usually there would be one in the same nature but just have different charges the positive and the negative for right example. and then both those two particles would meet energy would be emitted for example and so this dualism which we have everywhere in the universe which we have everywhere surrounded by by nature there is always this dualism of mm. things. and only when both get together in the right way in the harmonious way something new can appear and the universe can carry on in the process so and if guys meet guys um, nothing nothing against the, the male uh, listeners maybe to the podcast but uh, the the chance is high that instead of something constructive rather something destructive may appear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, also can happen with women just uh, yeah yeah just mm-hmm. the same way absolutely yeah but um i think there is more nature behind it if there are yeah men and women meet recognize each other as equal yes that's very important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we want this reaction because this is our yeah and this is what propels us and I think, you know, we could also go go along with the, the dating culture and the seduction in this, this since I'm a psychoanalyst, psycho this is like my, my love, beloved topic. And um, yeah, I don't think about sex 24-7, but it still is an important way of understanding human interaction. And the seduction and you the way you describe the positive and the negative energy a pulse and then creating something is is in a way how how um two people meet right and actually can have this sort of seduction and 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 um sexual attraction if you admit that these two people are different rather than creating sort of a similar similarity where nobody has to right to seduce the other so it's very interesting actually yeah yeah no force or energy can be created between two absolutely equal things mm. so they will just be lay in peace next yeah. to each other mm-hmm. but no action will happen so if you have two same charges there will be rather a uh, motion away from each other exactly but if you right. have two different charges of one and the same particle then your field of work (laughs) yeah 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 very interesting that's fascinating so um to go back to our sort of core topic that we really wanted to to sort of share share with other women is i think the the way both you and i got to a place where where we are independent strong women and how that sometimes is really empowering if you meet somebody that is like-minded but at the same time very tough if you don't if you're the only one in in a big big field of people like how how can we encourage other women to 
to actually be inspired and and strive for for being independent and strong rather than sort of try and fit in and sort of get less less positive um action in in there or positive um charge right i think it's uh, you know we need examples and we need to understand where does this you know where do we come from what happened to us yeah. and here i think we can look back my personal theory uh, we can look back like maybe to 10000 bc when people started to become settlers and before that you know people lived as nomads in, in these communities and everyone had their own function and there was you know you just simply couldn't have stuff because you can transport it with you maybe the tools but not just some assets uh, which are so valuable and you want to just hover over them all the time but then by becoming settlers suddenly we started to hoard things we started to measure our and, and reflect our social status in the assets which we have and which we display and so because always there is jealousy and the desire to be the strongest of course you know mm-hmm. for, and, and to get the most female or male whatever you want to take the things and mm. then men were the one of course by being physically stronger by nature the one to defend this assets and i think this is where this turn and flip in the history happened where also the archaeologists can absolutely prove that starting from then women just started to eat less protein so all the valuable resources were fed to the mm-hmm. men so that they could protect stuff. And ever since, I think this is when women were pushed into this more passive role where they cannot decide the fate of any society and, you know, women being this empty shell which mm. only men can fill with life by um, having sex with them all these kind of things and of course it was cultivated and for for the guys i think it's you know it's quite a comfortable model yeah it's very comfortable no more conflicts you know no more challenges you can okay you have to go to wars but it's kind of when you look at the history it always seems that they like the wars Mm. and uh, women rarely came to power although of course in the history we have examples of powerful women Mm. Just side note, my favorite one is Eleanor of Equitaine. I think she is, she is just amazing. Uh, she was a strong woman in, in medieval times. She, uh, I can tell the story one another time, but yeah, back to your question. So how to help women today is exactly to understand where does it come from? Yeah. Our definition of being a woman in the society, who needs that? Mm-hmm. And why is it so? And yeah. then if you can just distance yourself from this society, from this picture which society gives you about mm-hmm. who you are, then you can create an empty canvas for your space where you want to see yourself in this world. I, I think learning about the reasons is always the first step for yeah. a change. You know, it's the absolutely cycle. This is this. Is, I mean, I'm very happy you're saying that because that's sort of the quintessence of of my work, right? To understand where things come from in order to make sense of today's situation. So, I think I think this is a very very helpful way of of going back and looking at why we are the way we are today, and. And what you said about the, the, the sort of 
yeah, we just have to have the courage to, to step out of this sort of role that was formed for us from society. Yeah, and maybe also what happened, of course, in the mirror of the history, which was dominated by men, written by men, read by men for thousands of years, there, it, it almost looks like there were no women, or women mm-hmm. had only a very secondary role. Mm. Imagine a world where women would have been the one writing the history. Maybe even the same events, maybe even the same facts, but just describing them in a women in a female way, in a female fashion, you know, de- describing maybe more the emotional things and, and uh, digging a bit more into the interhuman connections as women like to do, then we could see a whole other humankind history. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think it's interesting. I mean, there's been some discussion about the female um, leaders in terms of the COVID crisis and how they dealt with the situation better. I was first a bit skeptical that to draw these like, you know, broad um, cause and relations. um, But but there is I think there is a, a a grain of truth in it. And I think it, it's been proven more now with more data um, backed up that, that female leaders have been more successful in, in containing the, the, the crisis. Yeah, because it's also less about the competition probably. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the famous number one topic is this competitiveness. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think it's, it's very natural because we women, we know, you know, our DNA will be passed on whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We have to compete. Guys have to compete for us. And, and so then for guys, it's the nature to compete, to be the one who is the alpha male there. Mm-hmm. We don't have an, an instinct for that. And so, of course, it's, uh, we can focus on ourselves and on our little world here and, and make the world a nicer place for our DNA to live in it. Whereas right. the guys just put my DNA in and then the woman can take care. Right, right. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even if if we live in a in a more like civilized world today, then then the Stone Age uh, people, it's still that kind of you know core needs and and drives are still there, and and we sometimes forget a little bit about those, and um, yeah. So, what would be sort of the the message you would like to share with? with women both in Europe but maybe internationally to sort of you know feel more empowered I think uh, the greatest message is be proud of being a woman Mm -hmm. carry it proud out into the world feel your female energy feel your female strengths you know believe in yourself and yeah just just follow it don't let yourself being you know measured or manipulated by a world which is still mostly shaped and dominated by men create your own world and feel just strong and powerful and and absolutely amazing in it just be fabulous 
Thank you. So we'll, we'll, we'll close for this weekend to be fabulous. So I thank you so much for, for being my guest in today's um, podcast and um, to empower really women with, with what you said. I think um, the message will be heard. So thank you very much. And um, I'll talk to you soon again. Thank you. Thank you.